this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. are back for another episode of Coach's Chat. Today it's me, Betsy only, giving you a short episode with some real gems. We're talking three common pitfalls when it comes to personal training consultation appointments. So what I'm talking about here is your very first Maybe your second impression with the client, but truly your first uh, big interaction with a client. That consultation, that moment where you are presenting yourself as a professional, presenting your services, starting the first step of your relationship, and hopefully selling your personal training. Um, whether that happens in this particular moment or later, that isn't, that's neither here nor there for our point today. But I see some really common mistakes when it comes to this appointment with new trainers. And it isn't necessarily a, a blaming. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm saying I think that you probably haven't been given the best information. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to identify these pitfalls that can happen in the consultation and then how to get around them, how to make the consultation exactly what you want it to be and something that is ultimately going to turn over into a sale. So Where do we start? Well, like I had just kind of mentioned in that intro, the consultation could be your very first moment with a client. It's going to depend. Sometimes a consultation session is handed to you, um, sort of assigned to you by some sort of sales figure or manage, manager in a gym scenario. Um, a consultation also might be booked if you're in kind of a commercial gym setting. It can be booked by um, after you've been prospecting for clients. So maybe you had a table set up where people can come up and find some information about training or potentially you were walking around the gym and met someone. If you have a business online or you work privately, the ways you get your clients may be a little different, but typically it's gonna be your first long interaction with a client. Your first opportunity to really establish 
your interest in them, your own expertise, and how you are going to provide them with a service that they are that they need to purchase, that they are going to want to purchase. So here are, let's start with the first common sort of misstep that I see new trainers make. And that is not following up fast enough. So you have this awesome opportunity to make a first impression that is going to stand out as a stellar customer service experience, as well as kind of next level, almost boutique or concierge service. Because let's be real, personal training is oftentimes a pricier product than most people are used to spending on. Or even if they aren't, what comes with that price tag is a level of attention and level of one-on-one focus that can justify the price tag for it. So by dawdling on your message to them to confirm your appointment, you are showing them that they aren't necessarily a high priority. Again, that's within reason. So certainly within the first 24 hours of getting that contact info, whether you got it from them from a direct conversation or someone gave you the contact, you want to reach out and confirm and make that connection. But if you can do it before 24 hours, great. So imagine you met someone on the floor of the gym, you spoke momentarily about their interest in learning how to do a pull-up. You got that contact information from them, which is already a sign of trust that they said, here, I'm interested in possibly working with a trainer. I'm obviously interested in possibly working with you because I felt comfortable enough to hand over my contact information. Uh, what are you going to do with that trust? So in that, they've shown you that they're ready, um, a a little bit like dating or something. Um, They've shown you that they're ready. What are you going to do with it? You have the opportunity to send that confirmation back. Thanks, Johnny. Um, It was so nice meeting you today. Really excited to talk to you more about your pull-up goal and design a program specifically to get you where you want to be. Um, Just confirming the time we talked about or maybe your scheduling there, whatever it is, you're taking that opportunity to call back on what you've spoken about, but also just show them that there isn't much lag time between when they made that connection with you and that it's very present on your mind. So certainly within that 24 hour period. Same thing goes for when you get that contact from someone. I would suggest in general, when you're when you're starting out, you may feel overwhelmed by, and this is a good overwhelming problem to have, you may initially feel overwhelmed by the amount of kind of client leads that are coming in. And if they're coming from 
sales advisors or managers in a commercial gym setting, likely one of two things could be happening. One, they could just have sort of a general list of all members who come in and are um, offered a complimentary consultation, but they also could have someone who's genuinely taken a step to show an interest in personal training, and we call that kind of a warmer lead. Either way, in the beginning, you may be getting a lot of these, which is a signal from your superiors or your support staff that they trust you handing over these leads. So what are you going to do about it? You're going to respond quickly. So my suggestion in the beginning of your career is always leaving some time during the day. Maybe you allot a half hour, maybe you allot an hour for contacting. Whether that's contacting new clients, new leads, whether that's checking up with current clients, um, you just likely are going to have a little bit more need to communicate with clients, whether that's setting up sessions, whether that's confirming locations, whether that has anything to do with setting up payment information, likely you will have that as a to-do task for yourself. So build it into your schedule. Make time every day for that. It's when we don't build those things into our schedule that they don't happen. So show someone you have a genuine care and you're ready to give them that concierge service by following up quickly. Realize that depending on the client, they may like to communicate differently based on their age, uh, what method of communication they prefer, what's easiest for them around their work schedule. So typically what I recommend is if you're going to text a client, I would always say that you'll also give them a call or if they prefer text messaging, they can respond to this text. Um, Sometimes I will send a message, a text message if I have that number, introduce myself, ask them their preferred means of communication, let them know that uh, also what time is best. So if they prefer a phone call, what time would they like that phone call? Do they prefer to communicate via email? Whichever one you start with, I would open the door to, I can communicate with you any way. Um, Particularly because people like different kinds of communication and you may find out that ahead of time. Um, so typically if it's, if it came from a message like an email or text, that's how I'll try to reach out to them. If I got a phone number, I will call first and also let them know that they're more than, uh, I'm more than happy to respond to them via text or email, whatever method of communication is best for them and they can let me know what times are best for them. So just remember that part of communicating with someone in a timely manner means making sure that you've addressed all the possible avenues. Good, so the common uh, common pitfall number one was not following up fast enough, not showing that genuine interest. Then the second one is just not taking enough time to really get to know the person. So I realize that's a complicated thing to do in what's oftentimes 
a really short allotment of time. Here are some ways to get around this. So depending on your particular job situation, some gyms set up a complimentary consultation that is just a conversation and maybe an assessment followed by a separate hour-long complimentary training session. Sometimes they are put into the same hour-long session. And realizing that you have to do whatever you're going to get compensated for. So if you're only allowed or allotted the hour to provide them, my suggestion is always to have a conversation either on the phone with them ahead of their arrival or at least ask them to come a little early so you can chat with them. But in speaking to them ahead of that actual training session, then you're able to create a more specific program for them and have the time you need to prepare for the session. So just something to think about. But what you're trying to use that consultation time for is to really get to know the person. So it isn't necessarily the time where you need to flex your knowledge. Your knowledge is going to be evident, one, in your patience and your willingness to listen, your ability to ask good, thoughtful, open-ended um questions and then really hear those responses. But you don't have to rush to assure them that this is what you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, You're really going to use this time to get to know them. So that's where I see some issue is that I think some people are so excited about, and I say... Either they're like not thinking about it or they're just excited to run a movement screen and then actually train the client that they don't take the necessary time to learn about who that person is. So that either comes through a really thorough intake as your actual consultation, having them come into the gym setting, sit down, Um, face-to-face get a really good conversation going or let's say you're an online trainer and do that via Zoom or some sort of video conferencing. Or if that isn't possible, setting up a phone conversation ahead of when they come in so that you already have information to build their training session. Because additionally, this kind of conversation is really important. You don't want it to necessarily take away from you showing them what a real workout is like. But if you don't get to know that person and tailor their program and their complimentary session to them, you are going to have a hard time being able to demonstrate the value of working with a one-on-one coach. So that second pitfall is usually just not taking enough time to really get to know that person. Rushing through the conversation, feeling like you have to spend a lot of time talking about yourself or selling yourself. 
that's, that's not necessary. It's all about getting to know that person. And then the third common pitfall that I see and is just so unfortunate because it's really how we connect the bridge from what these people want to why they should be purchasing personal training is not calling back enough important aspects of that initial consultation conversation in their complimentary workout or their complimentary session. So you have, let's say you have this really thoughtful conversation, you hear about the whys that have brought them in, you get to the heart of their goals, you build a program, maybe you even build a workout per se that is super tailored to what it is that they need and what they want to do. And then you don't let them know why, the whys behind it. And you don't connect it to their goals, at least um, in conversation. So it might, from a training standpoint, make a ton of sense, but they may not have that information. So the workout portion of any sort of consultation or sales process should involve, this is your moment to flex your knowledge. Not flex it just to hear yourself speak, not flex it so that you feel smarter than them, but flex it in, this is what I heard you say to me. This is what I read between the lines with you. This is what I, what I figured out around the edges. And that's that information I took and I put in this exercise for that. Or I chose this rep scheme for that. Or I'm looking out for this kind of movement compensation because of what we talked about here. I also remember that you really like fast-paced uh, exercises. So when we get to the end of this workout, the finisher is really designed to meet that need for you. Um, things like that. Also calling back on sort of the personal details that they told you about their life and having conversations about that, those things. So if you talked about hobbies and interests, this is your time in that workout to not entirely speak about that the whole time, but if you're resting, that's a great opportunity. But that is the, one of the common sort of missteps I see is you've been really thoughtful in listening. You've been really thoughtful in creating the workout and the thing that you missed was communicating that to the potential client. Communicating here is how I got from point A, your goal, your preference, your injury history to this workout that I created for you. And people always a little balk at my tendency to say, stop trying to just flex your knowledge to flex your knowledge. And what I say to that typically is, I'm not telling you not to flex. I'm not telling you not to show your expertise. I'm just telling you to do it through the useful, productive, and um, kind of functional aspect of what it is you're doing, i.e., this is the stuff I know, 
and I'm going to show you I know it by showing I heard you and I've done this because of that. So you don't necessarily have to drop your own lift numbers, your own PRs. You don't have to drop unnecessary research articles that you read yesterday. You're going to actually think about the context of this individual's goals, whys, personal experiences, personality, and then show them how that connects to your knowledge of exercise science and how it's going to get them where they wanna go. All the knowledge in the world doesn't matter if someone can't see how it connects specifically and personally to them. And that's the whole thing with personal training. You're selling the personal experience. Okay, so what we talked about, we talked about common pitfalls in the consultation and that initial um, conversation slash training session that I see in new trainers. And those are not following up fast enough, not taking enough time to really get to know who that person is, and then not calling back the information about their goals, the things that are important to them, not communicating to them how you've thoughtfully considered all of that and created um, an initial session for them and how that will influence their program going forward. So tackle those things, uh, approach them, start to change that, and you will start to see some really awesome consultation uh, converting to sales results. You really, really will. And you'll also build your own confidence in that. You'll feel better through the whole process because you're doing all the things that you need to do. All right. As always, I'm here to help you, particularly new trainers and coaches or those who are thinking about taking the leap, have taken the leap recently and are just needing a little extra push or extra support, I'm here. You can find me on Instagram at foster underscore strength, or you can visit my website, B, the letter B, fosterstrong.com. I've got free resources for trainers and I have a brand new awesome resource coming within the next week or two. So just keep your eyes peeled. Send me a DM, send me an email. Let's chat. As always, thank you so much for listening, taking time out of your life uh, to hear what I have to say. I'm so appreciative. Until next time. 